Welcome to the Thomas Industry Update Podcast, actionable information for industry leaders. Hi, I'm Kathy Ma. I'm Sean Fitzgerald. And I'm Tony Uphoff. Today on the Thomas Industry Update Podcast, we welcome back recurring guest, Ryan Chan, CEO of Upkeep. Upkeep is a computerized maintenance management system, or CMMS, used by companies like Marriott, Siemens, McDonald's, Yamaha, and more to take the work out of work orders and keep everything in one place to get the job done faster and easier. Upkeep has a five-star rating on Google, was named to the Capterra Top 20, and G2 Crowd Top 100 for 2020. When we last caught up with Ryan, he and the team had just completed a Series B investment, and it looks like he's been putting all of that capital to good use. Welcome back to the show, Ryan. All right. It's good to be here, Sean. Thanks for inviting me back. <laughs> you and the team have looked very busy, my friend. Um, obviously, huge challenge out there in the world through last year and continuing um, in 2021 um, is a focus around safety and facilities. So, as you've been working with you know customers that have been with you for a while and new customers, uh, how has this been impacting uh, their view of, of the use case for your software and what they need it to do inside of their facilities to keep folks safe and keep everything running? Yeah, I mean, well, well, first of all, who could have ever guessed what would have happened, what happened last year? But obviously, so much has changed, and obviously, to your point, safety is is a, a big thing that changed last year. Um, what you saw, what we saw, what the entire industry saw was that a lot of businesses got shut down temporarily. There was a lot of different lines uh, of work that still had to go into work, even when the rest of the world was shut down. So this emphasis, this focus on safety was is kind of at an unprecedented level. Um, a lot of our a lot of our customers include people, personnel, and food, grocery, pharmaceuticals, manufacturing industries. These are the industries that had to stay open when everyone was saying it is not safe to go into work right now. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure you saw this. You, you saw this in so many of the different industries. Um, our customers, they were the ones going into work when everyone said it was, it was not safe. And a whole new definition of mandatory work, right? When it came down to it at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, we don't realize um, how many different parts of the supply chain uh, there are and how critical and how crucial they are. Um, so, you know, kind of going back to this question around safety, the very first question that came to a lot of our customers' minds is, how can I continue operations while following this like ever-changing and often super confusing guidelines to help protect the workers, the safety of my team during COVID. So, and just to put this in a perspective, we hear clinical engineers working in hospitals, working long hours um, to make sure that their spaces are disinfected. We, we talk to uh, manufacturing line workers that now have um, socially distant um, you know, guidelines, but at the same time, they, they still have to produce goods um, to keep the, the lines up and running. So this, this entire perception around safety has just completely uh, shifted in this new era. And we think that it's going to continue this way for the foreseeable future. So not only do you have a pandemic that all of these facilities are trying to deal with and your, uh, your software can help with that, you also have all of these businesses 
um, moving through a digital transformation to a certain degree. And I think it's really interesting in the work that, that you and your company do because it hits both sides. It's out on the shop floor, but it's also in the front office at the same time. So, you know, when we talked last, one of the big struggles and the problem that you guys had overcome was, you know, oh, I see a problem. All right, how do I document it? Then I have to go back to my workstation and document it again someplace else. Hey, let's just democratize this. Let everybody use, you know, the, the mobile phone they have in their pocket and an app to be able to really accelerate on top of that. Um, how are you seeing upkeep fitting in with, you know, that pathway that all these businesses are on? Because, you know, some folks are farther along in their journey and other folks are just starting out. So I'm sure you and the team are getting to see and, and hear from everybody on that journey. Yeah. I mean, if I go back to the critical question, how do I keep my operations running while also keeping my team safe? That's ultimately where upkeep came in. Um, what, what we do is we help remote workers communicate with the in-office employees. You know, what Upkeep is all about is supporting and uh, basically promoting this digital transformation. It's the ability to walk by a facility, snap a picture, create a work order, shoot it over to the facility manager, and they can dispatch someone else to go out and, and repair that wherever they are. They don't need to be, you know, inside of an office. And so when this all happened, we basically saw this huge spike from new people coming into our industry saying, paper and pencil just doesn't work anymore. We have to move towards this digital transformation. We have to move towards you know, digital work orders because when you've got half of the team in the office and the other half of the team trying to control what's going on in the plant on the shop floor that when they're not there, makes it very difficult with paper and pen. And so, you know, that again, that's where Upkeep came in. We saw this huge growth. We were, we, we, we helped support this digital transformation. I feel very lucky um, that, that we're able to help our customers in this way. No, it's, it's really interesting. Not only are you helping them on that journey, you're actually creating a community to connect folks and probably one of the most difficult times to stay connected that we have. While we all have Zoom and we can do podcasts like this, it's not as easy as it used to be to, to really run into folks and have that happy serendipity in, in different types of locations, you know? Um, so you guys have created a, a maintenance community on Slack that has over 3,000 members right now. You wanna talk about that a little bit and maybe how folks can get in on that as, as it continues to grow? Yeah, I mean, th this was, Actually, a big initiative of upkeeps um, before COVID, before uh, the, the start of this March craziness, we, we started this initiative at, at almost at the very foundation, the founding of the company, where we said we want to build a community. We want to do good for the industry. We want to up level the entire industry as a whole and everyone that works in this industry. We want to educate and we want to connect. And those are the pillars of our community. And that's kind of the root of almost the, the entire company. If you think back about what we want to do and how we want to do it, we want to connect workers with the in-office and the remote employees. We want to educate. We want to teach best practices. So we said, what better way to do this um, other than building a community? So as you mentioned, Sean, over the past couple years, we've garnered over 3,000 people. We've used, we use a platform called Slack. We host daily conversations. 
we hold almost daily webinars where um, we're getting the best in the world industry professionals to come out here and teach the team, teach the, the community on industry best practices. It's a ton of fun. Um, and yeah, I mean, you mentioned, hey, how do you get, how do you be a part of it? Um, if you actually go to our domain upkeep.org, our community is almost run as like a nonprofit. We said, you know, this is not part of like, you know, generating more leads or ROI. This is our commitment towards the industry. This is our commitment towards doing good. So if you go to upkeep.org, you can join our community, be part of the conversation. Again, we've got four core initiatives to, to help educate, to in, improve the entire industry, to uplevel the entire industry, and to connect one another and do good for the, the entire industry. Like these are our four core pillars. We'd love to have you be a part of it. So cool. And I assume, like you mentioned, this is for folks that are just starting out in, in maintenance careers and, and operations that way. And for folks that are really savvy and have been there for a while. So lots to learn for everybody across the board. I mean, these are, we've got folks all across different industries, skill levels. We've got, uh, you know, even different countries in the world. And this community is extremely broad, diverse. Um, and, the, the coolest thing about this, Sean, is that we're all centered by these four core pillars and uh, everyone that joins the community is joined together by these four pillars of just doing good, education, connectedness. And it sounds like you have a lot of folks that are contributing to it also. And so it's not just, you know, it's taken on a, a life of its own at this point where where you guys had started the seed of this idea. Everyone's kind of come in and, and is contributing now, which is always super cool to see too. Um, you know, it's, it's an interesting thing to see also where, you know, the skills gap is such a big challenge across manufacturing and industrial as a whole. Um, and starting a community like this actually gives folks a place to look to see just how cool it is to work in maintenance and to work in industrial and in facilities that way. Uh, can you just talk a little bit about how, you know, that community and your business as a whole might play a role in helping to solve that skills gap problem by exposing all the cool that it is that you get to do every day? I, I, yeah, again, that's that's another big part of our community. What we said is we want to uplevel the entire industry. And one of the reasons behind that is we're noticing this skills gap. I know that you've talked about that several times and you've written about the skills gap several times. And we said we don't want to just we want to do something about that. How do you best do that? We got to uplevel the entire industry as a whole. And so what's going on in our communities, which is so, so amazing, is you're starting to see people come into our community. They're sharing the coolest, newest technologies. And I, I hope what that's doing, what I've heard that what that's doing, is it's starting to get a lot more people excited about the, the cool new technologies, tools that people are using. They're learning from one another. And I feel like, and I hope, that it's creating this brand new light to the entire industry to get more people excited um, and hopefully join this this workforce because it's something that i'm insanely incredibly passionate about sean i'd imagine inside of it as well when uh, you know so many challenges right now for such a disparate group of products um, that are having these surges these massive surges in sourcing 
um, and becoming increasingly hard to get. Early in COVID, we saw that with a lot of cleaning uh, uh, chemicals and tools and, and uh, things of that nature. It swung all the way wildly to you know chips in automotive that we can't find. So we have six month delays on actually being able to produce cars and everything in between. Um, did you, did you see inside of the community folks sharing, hey, this is where I was able to find this to keep our team safe, and this is where we found some masks, and hey, if anybody's looking, this is where you might be able to find it. Did you see that start to spring up across the board too? Absolutely. That was probably the number one source of conversation, uh, you know, let's call it like March, April. It was, what the heck is going on? What, what's your company doing about it? What can we learn from that? Oh, you know, here's what we are doing. Um, who knows if this is right? Because I'm sure you know. I mean, it's still at this point, Sean, where no one really knows what the exact rules, laws, regulations are for dealing in this COVID world. It's changing every single day, it feels like. And so it's a big part of, of conversation in our community. And I think hopefully, um, and what I've seen is that people are able to learn from one another. That's exactly what this community is all about. And it's not just one region, one industry, one small little city or, or, or plant. Now, because we have this global presence, you're learning from different companies all around the world. So Ryan, you're, you've set up this great community for uh, you know the MRO folks uh, to connect inside of. We're all beginning to be remote companies now, whether we have a whether we chose to or not at this point, right? So here at Thomas, we're spread to the breeze here too, and you know we've been remote you know since last early March at this point. It was really fun because we didn't miss a beat. We were set up to be able to do it. Other businesses maybe weren't as functional to get started. Again, you mentioned a lot of folks were confused. Am I Amanda, you know, am, am I a, an essential business? Can I even stay open right now? Um, you know, as you look inside of your own company um, and you guys have moved through this, you know, what have you seen in different ways that you guys have been able to keep your really strong culture together despite having folks maybe not be as connected before? Because that's one of the things that Thomas that we're really working through too. So curious to hear uh, how you and the team are tackling that. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about upkeep first. And then I'll also hit on like some of our customers, what they're dealing with, people in the industry, what we've seen, what we've heard, what, we, what we're um, you know seeing as patterns as well. For us, we, we have the fortune of being a software technology company. We have the fortune of being able to work remotely, you know, generally pretty easy. So when we transition to this work for, work from home, work remote, um, once we realize that, hey, this thing is going to be a little bit longer than just a couple weeks, it's extended into a couple months, and holy moly, Sean, we're almost a year into this. Uh, anyways, early on, we actually made the decision to create what we called the hybrid remote conscious uh, model. And the premise behind that was we're going to double down on being a remote company. We're going to double down on creating a remote workforce with a super strong culture. And then the next question comes, okay, well, okay, tell me what re remote hybrid conscious means, Ryan. To us, that means, again, this doubling down, this commitment. It means that we're going to help our uh, employees get set up permanently from working from home, whether that means they need to buy their desks, Wi-Fi, they, you know, a lot of people in our company, they, they, they weren't uh, prepared to work from home. So again, us 
committing to this basically said, we are going to give you the tools, technology, the resources that you need to comfortably work from home. So that was part of it. The second part of it was the interconnectedness. Before we used to do like lunches in the office, we used to do, you know, happy hours in the office after work, you know, we used to host these events from time to time. And we wanted ways to recreate that. So instead, obviously it becomes a lot more difficult to do these things when you're remote, but we doubled down and we said, okay, we're gonna give every single team a budget. And the budget is basically supposed to, and is basically required for you to use it on your team to do events, to build interconnectedness. We're about 120 people now. So we we basically forced our team to basically run these. You must um, have fun, right? <laughs> seriously. Um, because what we realized is that quickly on during COVID in this work remote, it was so easy just to get into this mode of, all right, we've got an agenda. Here's our Zoom meeting. We've got 30 minutes and we've got 17 points to, to figure out. And then you end the meeting and you're like, you just go super heads down and you lose this like interpersonal relationship of, you know, oh, this isn't just like seven people in a room going and doing 17 different tasks. You know, it's, it's, we want to feel the camaraderie. We want to feel like we're on the same mission. We're on the same path together. And that, that was one of the big reasons for setting aside this budget, forcing people to use it. And through that, you know, we've done some fun things like, you know, digital escape rooms. We've done digital cooking classes. We have uh, these, uh, you know, fun games. They're just super silly. That's awesome. Yeah, we're, we're trying the same kind of stuff, man, because you're, you're exactly right. It's so easy to get stuck in work mode. And I think sometimes when, <clears throat> when that starts to happen, um, I think dehumanize is the wrong word, but you lose that sense of person right when you're just grinding constantly to, to get stuff done and make it happen um and you got to figure out ways to laugh together again and and uh you know be, be able to take it a, a little bit less seriously sometimes when uh you know you're trying to make it make it go all the time so you know as you talked about it a little bit and and i think you might have touched on it but as your company continues to grow you mentioned you're up to 120 folks now on the team how are you uh, and the team able to keep that startup mentality really, you know, like make it happen, get stuff done mentality that's that's taken you all to where you are today? Yeah, it's a good question because, you know, in the early days, it's it's, uh, you know, just me. I kind of control the culture and then obviously the team grows to 120 people. It all comes back to like our roots and our roots are our core values. That That's what really drives, motivates us and. Um, you know, this whole idea of like the startup mentality, it, it, it's, you know, obviously it changes once you get to a bigger company, and you grow employees, but it's the cultural values that will always remain regardless of how big you are. So for us, we've got three. It's we choose customers over revenue. We choose progress over perfection and we choose grit over prestige for us. You know, how do we keep this like, you know, fast-paced moving environment where we continue to grow and continue to innovate it's that we're always going to choose what's best for our customers we're always going to do what's right for them and as long as we have that mentality like you know hey we're going to do some awesome stuff for this industry the second one and this probably gets back to your point around this like uh, uh startup mentality is this idea of progress over perfection 
us here at Upkeep, we don't believe that anything is perfect. We always believe that there are areas of opportunity to improve. And our, our whole standard is, is it better? Are we better, you know, as a person, as a human being, as a product, as a company, are we better than we were yesterday? And if we are, that's an amazing thing because that compounds every single day. And the third piece of it, it's all about grit over prestige. It's not about what you did, what we did, what someone else did yesterday or last year. It's all about what we hope to accomplish going forward. So those are our cultural values. How do we remain this like startup? Yeah, it goes back to our cultural three core values. And I think that leads us to, that, that's what's led us to the amazing success that we've had uh, today. You know, we operate in this like fail fast, um, move fast, fail fast environment. Um, we try a lot of things, we break a lot of things, but we also do some, um, quite what, what I believe, some very revolutionary things for the industry that have made me incredibly proud. And I think we've just got started. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Thomas Industry Update podcast. To hear the rest of Sean's conversation with Brian Chan, check out the extended video cut now available on YouTube and linked in the show notes of this episode.